Jody. Lord Jesus, thank you for this morning. Thank you for this beautiful Thursday morning as I get uh, a great gift watching the sunrise uh, once again. So thank you for that, <clears throat> Lord. And thank you for the gift that you've given us with, uh, with this community of uh, men and women that are um, wanting to know you better, Lord. And that is, it is comforting, even though I can't, I'm not face to face with these men and women that I do feel comfort in knowing that they are uh, men and women that I know like us and that we're doing uh, life together. So thank you for Brad. Thank you for his leadership in this tribe. Thank you for his leadership in his family and his business. And um, Lord, we just ask you to bless him abundantly um, and help him help him use the tools and the giftings that you've given him uh, for your kingdom. Um, so we just love you this morning. We love Brad. Thank you again for this opportunity. Amen. Brad Ewing, thank you for leading again this morning. Welcome back. Thanks, Jerry. Yeah, um, I <clears throat> wanted to, it's funny that you prayed that because um, I, I wanted to talk about basically lessons in leadership and not because I'm somebody that should give lessons in leadership, <laughs> but you, you're always very good at reminding us that we're all leaders, that, um, you know, whether it's obviously in our businesses or our homes or communities or as parents that we're all leaders and i'm in a bible study uh with three guys that i get together with every wednesday morning and um we just started daniel and so we've had two weeks in daniel one and the first time the first last week sometime the first time i read it and then i read it again and it was like somehow it doesn't always happen this way for me, but it was just like jumped off the page to me that there's lessons in leadership in like every single verse of Daniel one. Mm. Um, and so what I wanted to do today is just, I want to read Daniel one. It's only like 20 verses, 21 verses, and then just go back through it and, and just pull out the lessons that I got. Um, they're, they're almost just like headings in a way, but, um, and each one of them is a study in and of itself, truthfully, but um, it really was meant meaningful to me um, to look at Daniel's life and the way that he uh, handled adversity. And, you know, it just, it was just amazing to me as we often find how relevant uh, God's word that was written thousands of years ago can be to us in 2020. So, um, so I'm just going to do that. I'm going to read Daniel one. Um, and the thing to keep in mind, which just kind of blows me away, is that we're going to be taking lessons from leadership from somebody who's probably, I mean, I read up and he's probably like 15 years old. <laughs> so uh, I have a almost 15 year old and he amazes me in many ways, but I haven't seen this kind of wisdom out of him <laughs> on, in such adversity. So, but I, I have, he has lots of potential. I have high hopes for him. Uh, but just when you think about this, you know, a 15-year-old is facing uh, this circumstance and handles it in this way. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Daniel 1, in the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand with some of the vessels of the house of God, and he brought them to the land of Shinar, to the house of his God, and placed the vessels in the treasury of his God. Then the king commanded Ashpenaz, 
his chief eunuch, to bring some of the people of Israel, both of the royal family and of the nobility, youths without blemish, of good appearance, and skillful in all wisdom, endowed with knowledge, understanding, learning, and competent to stand in the king's palace and to teach them the literature and the language of the Chaldeans. The king assigned them a daily portion of the food that the king ate and of the wine that he drank, and they were to be educated for three years, and at the end of that time, they were to stand before the king. Among these were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah of the tribe of Judah. And the chief of the eunuchs gave them new names. Daniel he called Belteshazzar, Hananiah he called Shadrach, Mishael he called Meshach, and Azariah he called Abednego. But Daniel resolved that he would not defile himself with the king's food or with the wine that he drank. Therefore, he asked the chief of the eunuchs to allow him not to defile himself. And God gave Daniel favor and compassion in the sight of the chief of the eunuchs. And the chief of the eunuchs said to Daniel, I fear my lord, the king, who assigned your food and your drink. For why should he see that you were in worse condition than the youths who are of your own age? So you would endanger my head with the king? Then the Daniel then the then Daniel said to the steward, whom the chief of the eunuchs had assigned over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, test your servants for ten days. Let us be given vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then let our appearance and the appearance of the youths who eat the king's food be observed by you, and deal with your servants according to what you see. So he listened to them in this matter and tested them for ten days. At the end of 10 days, it was seen that they were better in appearance and fatter in flesh than all the youths who ate the king's food. So the steward took away their food and the wine they were to drink and gave them vegetables. As for these four youths, God gave them learning and skill in all literature and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. At the end of the time, when the king had commanded that they should be brought in, the chief of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar, and the king spoke with them, and among all of them, none was found like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah. Therefore, they stood before the king, and in every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king inquired of them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and enchanters that were in all his kingdom. And Daniel was there until the first year of King Cyrus. So, as I was kind of reflecting on this um i i came up with you know these lessons of leadership that basically each one of them starts with expect um you know as leaders um we, we do a lot of forecasting and we do a lot of planning and we do a lot of visioning and a lot of times um no matter how good that is you know who of us could have forecasted 2020 right um and so verse one in the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. Expect the unexpected. Who of us expects or wants to be besieged, first of all? <laughs> but sometimes it feels like the circumstances of life do that to us. And Daniel and his his people, um, you know, I don't know what what they were, what the climate was like leading up to it, but I'm sure they didn't expect to be besieged like that. Yeah. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand. Expect adversity. The Lord gave Daniel's king and his people, including him, into Nebuchadnezzar's hand. That that floored me because, you know, it's pretty clear that the Lord did this. He, he somehow had a purpose for the adversity. Mm -hmm. So even though he used, 
you know, Nebuchadnezzar and, and the Babylonian kingdom um, to do this. It, it was God that was letting this to happen because he had something else in mind for Daniel and, and his buddies. Hmm. Verse three, then the king commanded Ashpenaz, his chief eunuch, to bring some of the people of Israel, both of the royal family and of the nobility. And I, I wrote down, expect change and change that's out of your control you know um daniel and some of his friends were brought at the king's command not of their own will i mean they were at this point they were prisoners right um so um as leaders we um you know expect the unexpected expect adversity expect change Mm -hmm. um they were youths without blemish of good appearance and skillful in all wisdom endowed with knowledge understanding learning and confident to stand in the king's palace expect provision god's provision um god god gave them gifts things that were endowed by god to them for his use you know it says they were endowed with knowledge so um for whatever reason they stood out as even as prisoners as people that um the king and his men nebuchadnezzar were wanting to sort of pull aside and use and god had given them those talents expect new challenges the king assigned them a daily portion of the food that the king ate and of the wine that he drank and they were to be educated for three years at the end of that time they were to stand before the king so a three-year assignment with daily tasks and an upcoming test Hmm. among these are daniel hananiah mishael and azariah of the tribe of judah expect company there are times as leaders where we can feel alone and feel you know, like Lone Rangers, and it's definitely lonely at the top sometimes, but God's usually bringing us along in our challenges, in our adversities, um, in relationship with others. And so a lot of times as leaders, you know, sometimes that is our challenge, right? (laughs) It's our relationships with others. Um, uh, Expect discomfort. The the chief of the eunuchs gave them names. He He gave them new names. So, you know, think about all this in our name and our identity and they got totally transplanted out of their home and now they got new names so expect discomfort a new place new food new schedule new restrictions new names think about losing your identity with a new name but daniel resolved that he would not defile himself so expect to fork in the road a decision point or many of them daniel resolved he had a choice to make and he resolved to stay true to god even in a place where all pressures were pointing towards conforming to his new reality. Mm-hmm. Expect Emmanuel. We're heading into Christmas and I love, that's my favorite, you know, name for Jesus because it means God with us. God gave Daniel favor and compassion in the sight of the chief of eunuchs. So God gave him his presence and favor and compassion. He reassured Daniel about his presence, mm-hmm. even if his purposes at that point weren't yet clear. Um, expect doubters. The chief of the eunuchs said to Daniel, I fear my lord, the king, who assigned your food and drink. You know, I'm, I'm afraid of him. He would, why, why would you endanger my head with the king? So the chief eunuch who gave, who God had given favor toward Daniel through, um, was afraid and doubting of what would happen if, if he followed Daniel's plan. Yeah. Um, so expect doubters. We've all had that. Where, and, and it can cause us to doubt ourselves. Mm-hmm. Expect the Holy Spirit plan. You know, Daniel, um, somehow God gave Daniel this idea. 
And I'm, I'm going to attribute it to his spirit working in him. Somehow, because of his faith and his desire to please God, God gave Daniel clarity about what to propose to the chief eunuch. Mm-hmm. Expect testing. Uh, says, so he listened to them in this matter and tested them for 10 days. There will be often a time of testing, in this case, 10 days. We know it can be shorter or longer, but in the middle of the test, it feels long, no matter how long that actually is chronologically. Expect fruit from faith. Daniel's faithfulness to the plan paid off with God coming through with the result. Daniel didn't produce the result. God did. But Daniel made space for God to move through his faith and obedience. Hmm. Verse 16. So the steward took away their food and wine and gave them vegetables. I I said, expect others to notice. The steward noticed. He noticed. uh, We know this because it says, so the steward took away their food. Daniel proposed a test that lasted for 10 days and the steward noticed. And when he saw the result, he responded by trusting Daniel a bit more. Hmm. Expect a purpose for the trial. God gave them learning and understanding in all visions and dreams, which he will use as the story of Daniel's life and God's people unfold. So we're just in chapter one. <laughs> There's wow. a ton of stuff that God's going to do in Daniel's life through him. And this was part of the setup. Okay. Verse 18, at the end of the time, when the king had commanded that they should be brought in, the chief <clears throat> of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. Expect an audience. You know, There's a verse that says, always be ready to give an answer for the hope that is in you. And in the last two, uh, verse 19 and 20, expect God to prevail against all odds. It says he found them 10 times better than any of his own resources. He had all the resources of the whole kingdom, Nebuchadnezzar did. And it makes no earthly sense. The only explanation is that God actually was moving in the lives of of these men. So um, the last verse is uh, verse 21. And Daniel was there until the first year of King Cyrus. And I just wrote, expect a mission. Daniel didn't know, as we often don't know, and we were talking about at the beginning of the talk, like how long are we going to be asked to lead? How long is this going to last? And I looked it up. It says that um, the captivity took place in 605 BC. And it ended in the first year of King Cyrus, which was 559 BC. So 46 years of being transplanted into Babylon. And this is just, basically the first <laughs> the first part of it so we don't know how long um our assignment to lead or our trial might you know to endure might be but on the other hand we actually do know because basically when we sign up for walking with god it's a lifetime assignment and so the lord calls us home um and so I, you know my thought is just that we the more i can lean into the relationship with the lord the way daniel did and live in the moment the more i can experience the abundant life of walking with him and seeing him use me to make himself known to others because really that was what God was doing with Daniel was, you know, his whole purpose was how do I, and his whole purpose of the Bible, how do I make myself known? Right. How am I making myself known? And that's what he was doing in the beginning chapters here of, of Daniel's life. So uh, I hope that was helpful. It was just amazing to me. Every, every verse, there's a lesson there to learn. I know. Brad and I can reach out the offline. I have I have eighteen. Um, did you number? Yeah. Them? Uh, I can send. I mean, there's twenty one verses, and I only grouped two of them together. So there's probably eighteen or nineteen. Yeah. 
Okay. I just want to cross-reference that. Maybe I'll send that list out to everybody. Um, and just really quick, when you know, you said um, you started by talking about leadership, and I think uh, I, I took I took a bunch of notes, but three things that I hit right there is one is that you know from a leadership standpoint, one of the things that I'll say to you is well done, and that's that's something that I think we say to each other is you know from a leadership standpoint, you know, could we lead better? Sure, we can but up to this point, well done. And then the next step to it is like, from a leadership standpoint is stay the course. And the third, yeah. the third part is, and I put, and I appreciate this this morning is expect. And for us, it's, it's probably expect a fight. Like, and so our leadership, mm -hmm. you know, well done to, up to this point, stay the course and, you know, expect a fight in the future that it's a, it is a battle. And I think you hit on that really well this morning, Brad. So Again, it, it is difficult to endure when you don't know the finish line. And yet maybe we do know the finish line, right? That there's, we got to spend eternity in heaven with our, with our Lord. Um, and right. all you guys, so that maybe that is the, maybe that is the finish line. That's good. Right. I mean, that's what hit me in the beginning. And I'm like, how long are we going to do this? My son's like, how long are we going to be in dealing with this? And, you know, and here I am ready to leave this. It's like, well, <laughs> yeah. God didn't, I mean, I didn't promise and he, he did promise an awesome ending, but in the middle, we get to just keep walking with him. So. All right, my friend. Well done. Uh, will you pray us out? Yep, I will. Lord, uh, as we head into this day, uh, help us to be faithful to you and leaning into you so that um, you can make yourself known through us and help us to look for opportunities to do that. Uh, help us to expect you to show up in our day. We pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. Well done.